This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word JERRY for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word JERRY. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now, and you can support this show, and you can strike back against cancel culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. War is raging in Ukraine. Uh, the president of Ukraine has taken up arms. He's got an AK-47, and he's saying he's going to fight to the death. The president of uh, Russia is threatening to use nukes. I'm still trying to find somebody, anybody, who's on his side. Um, the president of the United States, meanwhile, is hunkered down in Delaware. He's under his shawl, and he's waiting for Dr. Jill to make him his oatmeal. Uh, that's just how uh, serious our president is taking this. Uh, Jen Psaki has an idea, a plan on how we can uh, wean ourselves off Russian oil. You're not going to believe, you're not going to believe what these people, these lunatics who are calling the shots in D.C., what they, what they have planned, how they want to yeah, get us to stop buying so much Russian oil. There's a bunch of fairy tales coming out of uh, out of Ukraine, and uh, I appreciate the journalists there who are doing their best to debunk the myths. These things happen in wartime, but lots of people don't want the myths debunked. There's a barstool guy who wants uh, who wants us to, to keep lying, keep lying to us, keep telling us fairy tales about about ghosts and about uh, about heroes, ghosts and heroes and villains. They want they want it all to be a freaking Disney movie. We will tell you more about that. And uh, bar owners are wasting good vodka. I'm not sure. Eh, I like the 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 spirit, but. I'm not sure it makes a lot of sense. And mask mandates, they're ending. Mask mandates are ending in Boston. They're ending in New York. They're ending in D.C. Just on time for the State of the Union, you know, because of science. We'll get into all that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, and no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposits to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Craig, uh, I... uh, I had a, a, an interesting day yesterday. I tweeted about this, but uh, I went to, I attended my first anti-war protest. I told you, I told people I was going to do this if Biden ever got us into a war, because I know, I know it would never be for all the right reasons. I know I would be against any such action if, if Joe Biden did it. Uh, this isn't necessarily Joe Biden's war, just the opposite. Joe Biden is uh He's on vacation. He, he just, he, 
I know uh, immediately when I say this, people say, but Trump, 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 Trump played golf. <clears throat> I'm sorry. When the U.S., when the president of uh, Russia is threatening to use, use nukes and bombs are dropping and people are dying and the world is looking for leadership, our president belongs in, I don't know, Washington, D.C. Is that asking too much? You can still go to bed at 8 o'clock. You can still watch Wheel of Fortune, all the things you love to do. You can still have ice cream, Joe. But what the hell are you going on vacation for again? I believe he spent like 76 days in in uh, in, one, in one of his many beach houses, uh, I guess I guess maybe that's a tribute to Ukraine. He's he's staying in one of the beach houses that was bought by Ukrainian by dirty money from Ukraine. But uh, <laughs> I, I guess it's not a big deal because he's just so in in inept and in inconsequential. But you belong in D.C. You know when they put out those photos where they're sitting around in the Situation Room, they all look very serious and earnest. That's kind of what a president is supposed to do, especially when uh, the the president of Ukraine is literally fighting for his life. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you the 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 anti-war protest that I went to on uh, in the Public Garden on Boston Common. I actually was I, I marched in the parade too. You're going to like this. It started on uh, public in the Public Garden. There were thousands of people. There is a huge. Ukrainian population here and they all showed up, man, the flags were waving and they were singing and chanting. I didn't understand a word of it because it was in Ukrainian, but then they marched up Newberry street and back down Boylston street. And I just happened, my wife and I just happened to, you know, be, be there. And we just kind of hung out and watched it all unfold. It reminds me of the situation all around the world. I mean, you saw lots of protests, but what's missing, what's missing from the current situation, the war in Ukraine and the, and the, uh, the protests around the world and just the, the overall sentiment from, from people in on planet earth right now, there's only one side. (laughs) It's so strange. There's only one side to this. There is nobody supporting Vladimir Putin. And I think of this when I think about, you know, wars in the past, Iraq, our, our, uh, our, ill-fated invasion into Iraq, there were, there were always two sides, you know, those who wanted to go in, those who didn't, there was debate, there was an argument, there were fights. There's none of that. It's there. This calculation by Putin is so off. Like there, I don't even know if he were to sit down right now, if he were to sit down with Lester Holt or, or Tucker Carlson. And they said to Putin, why did you do this? Why did you invade your neighbor, your uh, another sovereign country? Why are you bombing cities? They are bombing. Last night they bombed Kharkiv, I believe the second biggest city in Ukraine, and killed a bunch of civilians. What's the purpose of this? It's obviously very unpopular. In fact, it, I've never seen such a thing that, that that was less popular in in the world. But did he? I mean, I know there was initially when he went into Donbass and we talked about this last week, it was because there are people there, Russian people, there's separatist movement. He he could say the people of that province, the people of that area want to be Russian, but you can't say that about Kiev or Kiev. You can't say that about the rest of the country. So what would he say right now if Putin were to uh, agree to an interview and was asked why did you do this? What would the answer be? It's just the most, the most unpopular, the most insane thing. Let's just bomb our neighbor until what? Until we take over the entire country. Even if you do that, it will be so unpopular. There'll be so many sanctions. There'll be so many ways that they will shut you out of, you know, civilized society out of the world community there. I don't even get what the upside is other than expanding the empire and trying to reconstitute the old Soviet union. If that's the, the, the logic, then I guess, I, I guess I could see it, but the, the reason people are so nervous now, I think, and we can get to, you know, a lot, there were people talking about this all weekend. Marco Rubio sent out a real kind of ominous tweet Excuse me. I think the reason people are nervous is because the guy calling the shots is irrational. I don't know if he's insane. I hear people say, oh, he's insane. 
but there's nothing rational about this. There's nothing coherent about this. He, he just starts bombing a neighboring country. Then he puts his nuclear arsenal, his nuclear uh, you know, people on high alert. And normally you'd say he's not going to nuke Ukraine. But you, then you go back to <clears throat> the guy who made the decision in the first place. The guy who made the decision in the first place is not rational. This There's nothing rational about this. So we are watching an unhinged, irrational man uh, invade a neighboring country, and we have to wonder, like, how it ends. How does it end? I know they're in talks right now in Belarus. They're, they're Ukrainian delegation, not the president, and the Russian delegation, of course, not the president, but they're in talks to, I don't know, reach some kind of settlement. But that'll be embarrassing for, for uh, Putin if they just settle and they leave and they get whatever, a section of Donbass, uh, but any, and there's all kinds of sanctions still in place and it's crippling for him. He, he would be embarrassed. He would be ashamed. And I think the scary thing is he's not going to accept that. He's not going to accept embarrassment, humiliation on the international stage. So you have to wonder what his end game is. You have to wonder what his mindset is. That's scary. I admit, usually when you hear about, you know, nukes and they have more nukes, by the way, Russia than any country on earth, including us, and it's not even close. I mean, it's close to the U.S., but, you know, many, many, many more than than China or France or England or Israel. Uh, and they have a madman at the controls. At least it appears that way now. That's why I was wrong about this. Um, I didn't expect this full-scale invasion because it makes no sense. You, you, you just Your instinct is to apply logic, to say, what does Putin want? Why, you know, what does he get out of this? And you can't come up with an answer, a rational answer. So it, naturally I didn't expect this and I don't know what to expect next because your tendency is to apply logic, to apply common sense. Here's where it makes no sense. I was just looking this up. Putin is one of the richest men in the world. I mean, you think Biden's the Biden family has been grabbing it with both hands. He's worth $200 billion. He has, you know, vacation homes in Sochi and here and there and everywhere. He controls more nukes than anyone in the world. He controls more land than anyone in the world. 66 points, <clears throat> excuse me, 6.6 million square miles, the most in the world. He controls 144 million people. That's ninth in the world. I would say he's got a pretty good, you know, I would say Putin and he's president for life. He changed all the rules. I would say he's got it pretty good. Why not just enjoy your status, your place in the world, your fortune, your power? If that's really not enough, if you need to take over a neighboring country and you need to kill a bunch of civilians to do it, then you are frightening. You as a, as a leader are scary because you don't need this. <clears throat> you, 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 I mean, you want it obviously, <clears throat> but there are people, here's, here's why I think, my theory on why Russia appears to be not bogged down, but appears to be um, having more difficulty conquering their neighbor than we initially expected is because uh, motivation matters, you know, inspiration matters. In it's, it's like the Russian guys, the Russian soldiers, they don't want to be there. As, as somebody said, this morning I was watching one of the news shows and they said Russian guys feel like they're invading their grandmother because they all have relatives in Ukraine. You know, they all, they, they, they feel like, you know, they're intertwined in so many ways and they look and they say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to kill Ukrainian civilians for what? It's like, it reminds me of, uh, you remember in gym class, Ironhead, when you had to play whatever basketball. Mm hmm and there were kids, whether they were geeks or they were, you know, heavy metal guys, they don't want to do it, but the gym teacher makes you do it. You put on your gym clothes and there are, you know, the jocks that loved it and went out and wanted to play basketball and they would try to, you know, scoot, you know, play hard. And there were other people that just went through the motions. They had to play. They didn't want to. Those are the Russian soldiers right now. They're the geeks in gym class. They just want to get through the day. The, the, the soldiers for Ukraine, Ukraine, just the opposite. They're fighting for their country. They're fighting for their families. Hell, they're fighting for survival. When you see, when you, I mean, you hear Zelensky and his crew, 
they know that if the Russians get them, they will kill them. There's a there's allegedly a Russian kill team, uh, including some Chechnyans who are you know uh, killers, and their goal, their job is to find Zelensky and his cabinet and kill them all. So they're fighting for their lives, fighting for their families. Uh, Klitschko, uh, in uh, the mayor of Kiev, the boxer, he said they're surrounded. There's no way out. They cannot, they can no longer find any safe haven. They can no longer sneak off to Poland. Um, so the, the, the Ukrainians are fighting for their lives, for their homes, for their families. What are the Russians fighting for? A crazy president who just wants to conquer his neighbor because, I don't know, he was bored one day and said, you know, we got a bigger military. Why don't we just move in and take over you know, our, our neighboring country? So you have this extremely motivated uh, underdog. And again, I hate to use sports analogies because this is war. People are dying. But you have an extremely motivated underdog. And then you have the power, the superpower, Russia. And they don't. And then all these reports of the guys are like, you know, looking at their phones and texting their parents and looking for love on TikTok or on, uh, on Tinder. They're, they're young uh, uh, conscripts. They don't want to be there. So naturally one side is fighting harder than the other. And I don't know if military analysts take that into consideration or do they just look at the numbers and say, Russia has the numbers, they have the weapons, they have nukes, you know, they, they can overwhelm Ukraine and maybe they will, maybe they'll do it today. But right now the, the impressive uh, side is, is, is Ukraine, the side that's, you know, fighting and, and inspiring the world and people are rooting for them and they're hoping you know, the president survives and Klitschko survives and and they're hoping the ghost of Kiev survives. We'll get to that. We'll get to the fairy tales that we're hearing. But it just seems to me that one side is being forced into this and their heart's not in it. And the other side is their heart could not be in it more because they're, they're first of all, they're a victim of a great injustice. This whole invasion is just so immoral and wrong. And they know if they lose, they die. They lose, their family dies. It's it's that serious. That's why people are surprised, uh, you know, that, that it's taken this long for Putin to take over any any part of the country and to and to. Uh, I mean, hell, I'm going to guess a lot of people thought five days would be enough to conquer the whole country, and it has not been. They don't. They have not taken over a city yet. They probably will. I mean, I don't see any signs of Putin just stopping and giving up and saying, hey, we tried, we gave it a good shot, because he might not survive. If I mean, he won't get killed, but he get, could get ousted. There could be a coup. If you get this humiliated on the national stage, you know, who knows what will happen. But it has, been, it has been inspiring watching the Ukrainians. It's been inspiring watching the world rally around them. Hell, I was... Uh, I, I couldn't really sing along when they, when I was at the protest yesterday, cause the songs were all in Ukrainian <laughs> and the chants were mostly in Ukrainian and the speeches at the beginning of the rally, there were more, more speakers at, at the end up at the state house, but the beginning, everything was in Ukrainian and I'm looking around going, this is great, but I don't know what anybody's saying. And I will say this. I don't remember ever a country at war, like that we were supporting that had, better looking women. Did you notice that? I mean, there are some extremely attractive Ukrainian ladies out there at the protest. You know, I'm just pointing out guys, single guys, next time there's a protest, you want to meet a nice Ukrainian lady, uh, maybe a mail order bride, you know, go to, go to the anti-war protest and wear your yellow and blue because these, that's a good place to find love. These are people who are very, very passionate. And but, work on getting your eyes to well up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that, I could do that on cue, <laughs> on cue. All right, let's get to a couple of things over the weekend before we get to the fairy tales. And again, I hope KFC from Barstool's not listening because I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin it for him. You know, I don't want to point out that uh, you know that uh, the seven dwarfs and Snow White they didn't like the, they were, didn't like live in a cave and she didn't the prince didn't kiss her and wake her up. That was not real. And I know it ruins it when you find out it was just a fairy tale. And I don't want to ruin it for him, but we will uh, get to the debunking of some of the myths. And I'll, I'll tell you why it's dangerous. 
it is dangerous to get swept up in some of the 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 stories, some of the 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 made up stuff at, at this time. I mean, if if you want to, you know, if you if you read the Boston Globe, you know, much of it is just made up. And, and you know, the, if you read, hell, I don't even know who Kevin Cullen, but there's probably you know half a dozen other people to, at the Boston Globe making stuff up. When you read that, you know it's made up. You know the Globe doesn't care, but it doesn't do any harm. It's like yeah, whatever. They're a joke. Making up stories in wartime, making up stories to win people over your, to your side as a war is unfolding, that is dangerous. I'll, I'll get into that. I want to explain that more. But let's get to this tweet from Marco Rubio, who I don't think is normally a you know, hysterical guy. He has got intel. This is one of those things you read and you go, whoa. Marco Rubio over the weekend tweeted, uh, what time was this? This was nine o'clock at night. You think a uh, little drunk tweet here or what? It was at nine eleven? Uh, Maybe he was just remembering. Oh, nine eleven at night. He writes, I wish I could share more, but for now I can say it's pretty obvious to many that something is off with Putin. He has always been a killer, but his problem now is different and significant. It would be a mistake to assume this Putin would react the same way he would have five years ago. This is, uh, I believe, before the heightened alert for nukes. There are people in the government, in in power, who are worried about Putin's next move. I mean, it seems completely insane to think he would use a nuke on his neighbor, but doesn't it seem insane that he's using conventional weapons and missiles and and and? I mean, look at some of the footage from this morning um, of that neighborhood in Kharkiv. It's a it's a residential neighborhood. They haven't come up with a number, a total of dead civilians, but he bombed a neighborhood. That's what they're doing. So that guy is obviously not concerned about morals and ethics and right and wrong. Do we think he will draw the line at nukes? I mean, I hope so. I think so. Probably, yeah. But he's not going to stop killing civilians just yet. Marco Rubio also tweets, it's a mistake to view Putin threats as just posturing. If they find themselves losing in a conventional war, Russian military doctrine calls for escalation to force negotiations by using non-strategic short-range missiles, artillery shells, and landmines with nuclear warheads. So he's saying they're going to, I didn't even know there was such a thing as a landmine with nuclear warheads. So I thought landmines were things you stepped on. They blew up, they killed you, they blew your legs off. You have nuclear landmines? That's news to me, I guess. Marco Rubio knows better than I do. I would not want to plant one of those. (laughs) I mean, I would not want to, I mean, what if you knew they were there? Would you just wait? You'd step on a landmine and the whole neighborhood blows up? I mean, the whole town? You step on a landmine and like 10,000 people die? If that's the case, then we are certain. I mean, if, if, if Marco Rubio is right, we are dealing with a, I don't say mad, madman makes it sound too dramatic. We're Psychopath. dealing with an unhinged, yeah. irrational leader with incredible power and it appears that he would be, will be willing to use it. So that is frightening. I'm telling you, uh, I didn't know that we, I didn't know this was a possibility. When, before the war began, I didn't know that there was a possibility that Putin would nuke his next door neighbor and kill, I don't know, millions. And you say, well, the world community will shut him out. They will sanction him. They're already doing that, allegedly. Although we're still buying Russian oil. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. How Mm -hmm. insane it is that we are still buying lots of Russian oil. We're still keeping the mush, the, uh, the Russian war machine going. Um, The uh, uh, look at that. We, it's unbelievable. This Russian, Russia. I'm I'm looking at the, 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 the number of uh, I think it's 36 million a day. So 36 million or billion, I don't even know, 600, 500 something thousand barrels of Russian oil a day we buy and we're still buying it. (laughs) There are bar owners pouring out Russian vodka down the drain, which is kind of silly. 
But I guess if it makes you feel good, it's like lighting up the bridge in blue and yellow or lighting up the Empire State Building. It's a lot of symbolism, and I'm I'm not one of those yeah, you're bad. who you're says bad. it's all worthless. Symbolism, I mean, it's okay. Show your support. Maybe it makes them feel good. But pouring out Russian vodka that you bought already. I was just going to say you're better off uh, <laughs> selling it and then vowing not to, it. Yeah, not to buy any more. It would be the... Play yeah, I mean, if, if people go into the bar, there's plenty of choices. By the way, Russian vodka, that's that's old, man. Now you got Texas vodka. You got Tito's. Awesome, so you should be buying American. You should be drinking Tito's and not Stoli. And, you know, again, the bar owners, they want to show their support. That's fine. You don't want to use Russian dressing. It's just kind of a joke. Go ahead and do it. Again, it's no different than putting your little hashtag or putting their uh, little... Uh, profile pick into a, a Ukrainian flag. It's all symbolism. But what's happening in D.C.? Uh, let's get to this. Let's get to this. I got so much to get to. Um, uh, here's what Jen Psaki said over the weekend. And, and, and this is an amazing thing. We talked about it last week on how I blame this war. I blame this administ- I blame the environmentalist nuts, the extremist kook fringe for this war. I blame them for the control they have over Joe Biden. And here's what everyone has to understand. He's going to lie his ass off tomorrow night in the State of the Union. First of all, he's going to take credit for ending COVID, which we'll get to that. But we are still buying Russian oil because we need it. We could, like right now, immediately now and that we could get the Keystone pipeline back online. We could drill on federal land. We could drill in Anwar. We could frack all these things that he banned day one with a stroke of a pen because he is at the service. He is subservient to the radical kook fringe AOC Ed Markey, John Kerry wing. I mean, you saw last week you heard John Kerry literally say he hopes that Putin still works with us on climate change. <laughs> the same time we're talking about him nuking a country and killing millions of innocent people. This total freaking lunatic, this washed up old turd, John Kerry, he says, he, he says he should consider the carbon emissions of a war. Okay, that lunatic should be, they should uh, put a, a, a straitjacket on him and put him in a rubber room in Nantucket or put him on a freaking boat and just get him away. Get him away from the levers of power. He's dangerous. He's disillusioned. He's, he's, he's dumb. He's dumb. These I, people are dumb. I thought of him yesterday uh, saying all that because Mal- the, the city of Marlboro, Massachusetts was testing their air raid sirens. And I was like, oh, I hope the climate's okay. Jeez. It's like the shut, climate, shut the yeah. climate. Well, um, Kerry, these people are, are dangerous because I mean, obviously all we always have lunatic fringe nuts, who think, you know, the Greta Vins, Greta Thunbergs and, or oh, Bernie Sanders saying the world's going to end in eight years or that dummy AOC saying we're all going to die. The world's not going to be here in eight years. It's all made up stuff to scare you, to get you, you know, to, to fall in line. So um, Kerry says this and you're looking and you're saying, wait a second, we're boycotting, you know, Russian everything, vodka. We're, you know, we're sanctioning oligarchs. We're, we're not allowing them to, participate in soccer matches and yet we're buying all their oil and keeping, you know, the, the war machine funded. Why? Well, I'll tell you why, because of John Kerry, because of Greta Thunberg, because of AOC, because of Ed Markey, because of Liz Warren, they don't want us to drill. They don't want Keystone pipeline. They are uh, under the end of the influence under the thumb of crazy left-wing radicals who want to end our use of fossil. They don't want to end us buying oil from Russia. They want to end the use of oil, period. Not for them. I mean, Kerry would never give up his private jets or his limos or his, you know, six houses. But for you, they want you, the average guy going to work in his F-150 today, they want you to stop using gas. They want you to, I don't know, walk to work, bike, that's how nutty, that's how radical they are. And that'd be one thing if they were just college professors or they were just, you know, lunatics who were you know, uh, in think tanks. 
These are people who control the president of the United States and thus the United States. We could end, we could go back 14 months to when we were energy independent. We could end our use of Russian oil today, but our president doesn't want to because AOC doesn't want him to. And you don't believe me? Let's listen to Jen Psaki explain. I guess she was asked, you know, why don't we just go back to our own oil, our own energy? Why don't we go back to drilling and fracking? And why don't we go back to the Keystone Pipeline? Why do we continue to finance Russia by buying their oil? And by the way, so does most of Europe. But let's listen to Jen Psaki, Peppermint Patty, explain <laughs> why or how she thinks we should just stop, you know, using oil. On oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to and we need to look at other ways of process of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting things, George, we've seen over the last week or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil. On oil leases, that means in the middle of that. We need to stop our dependence on Russian oil. We need to stop to end our dependence on oil, period. So we're in the middle of, you know, friggin' war, COVID, everything else. And these lunatics in charge, these lunatics who, you know, 81 million Americans voted for, they're not going to allow us to drill. They're not going to allow us to frack. They're not going to allow us to use the pipeline. We're going to continue buying Russian oil because that's what, Greta Thunberg wants, not us using Russian oil. She doesn't want us using any oil. But the solution is right in front of our faces, and it's instant, and it's and it's miraculous, and it's real. Use our own oil. Use our own natural gas. Stop using theirs. And we won't do it. It's amazing that there aren't more people pissed off about this. I mean, I guess now we know who's in control of the empty husk in the White House. We know it is the radical kook fringe, and they don't care that people will die. They don't care that we're going to be dependent on countries in the Middle East. They don't care. They, their goal is to end the use of oil for some freaking made-up silly reason. But anyway, that is scary to me. We're not going to start using our oil. We're going to continue to finance Putin's war machine. So uh, get ready for more of that. Uh, and by the way, get ready tomorrow night for the biggest load of crap. And I, I'm, again, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you the complete review of Biden's state of the union from the mainstream media, from the New York times and Washington post, New York and the NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN. Boy, he really knocked it out of the park. Boy, he exceeded all expectations. We didn't expect oh, yeah. him to be that good. You know, it's going to be <laughs> nauseating. But A, he'll take credit for ending COVID. And B, he'll tell you uh, how he's uh, he's got all the answers yeah. in Ukraine. And it doesn't include using our own oil. It's just maddening. All right, let's get to our sponsors and then get to... The fairy tales, the fairy tales over the weekend and how some of the news media are just ruining everything for us, Ironhead. It doesn't seem right. Uh, what do we want to do? We want to do, uh, what do we want to get to? I know we want to get to Elysium and Glade Goggles. Let's start with Glade Goggles. If you're a skier or a snowboarder, you're going to love our latest sponsor, Glade Goggles. Did you know that nine out of 10 goggle brands are owned by parent companies with little connection to skiers and riders they serve? As these brands have grown, their founding principles have faded, and that did not sit well with the guys at Glade. Based, on, uh, based out of Breckenridge, Colorado, Glade Goggles are created by a team that lives and breathes skiing with a mission to create premium quality goggles without the price tag from their competitors. Recently, the Challenger Goggle won Outside Magazine prestigious Best Goggle category in their 2022 Buyer's Guide, and then it's only $99. They also have photochromatic goggles and their MagFlight series, which utilizes rare earth magnets for the ability to swap lenses in seconds with killer views from Outside Magazine, Backcountry Magazine, Ski Magazine, and our intern, Graham, most importantly, and lots of other publications 
These are the goggles to get if you're looking for an upgrade. You can go to shopglade.com or click the link in our social media bio and use promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, at checkout for 10% off your order. That's shopglade.com. Hi, let me tell you about Basis by Elysium Health. It's the most trusted source for NAD supplementation. Their product, Basis, is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40% safely and sustainably. Elysium is unlike any other healthcare company I've seen, and they're at the forefront of NAD supplementation. They have dozens of the world's best scientists working with them, and eight of them are Nobel Prize winners. NAD is found in every single cell of your body, and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions. But the body doesn't have an endless supply of NAD. In fact, levels decline as you age. Lifestyle stressors such as lack of sleep, intense exercise, unbalanced diet, and overexposure to the sun also deplete NAD levels. Decreased NAD levels are linked to faster biological aging and can slow down vital body functions. Many basis customers report experiencing higher energy, less fatigue, and more satisfying workouts. What does it do? Well, it replenishes youthful levels of NAD up to 40%. It activates sirtuins, they're also known as longevity genes, to promote healthy aging. It supports energy and metabolism at the cellular level and helps maintain healthy DNA. It supports recovery from workouts. It reduces general tiredness, fatigue, and general health and wellness. Recent studies confirm the superior safety of the NRE in basis when compared to other NAD supplements, underscoring the company's rigorous commitment to research and quality. And right, here's the important part. We got a special offer for our listeners. Go to trybasis.com slash Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, and enter code Jerry at checkout to save 10% off basis prepaid plans as well as other Elysium Health supplements. That's trybasis.com. Dot com slash Jerry. All right, let's get to this. Let's get to this. Over the weekend, and and again, I enjoyed the fairy tales as much as anybody. The ghost of Kiev. There's been a few. The ghost of Kiev is one. A fighter pilot for the Ukrainians who was amazingly skilled up there, and he was shooting down Russian planes left and right. It went viral. I retweeted. Everybody retweeted it. You know, that doesn't make an endorsement, but it makes it an interesting tweet about the uh, the ghost of Kiev. Well, turns out it's not true, but, you know, people were disappointed that he doesn't actually exist. And one of the videos that accompanied the story is actually from a video, <laughs> video game. Uh, oh, so the former president, was that Poroshenko who said the ghost of Kiev is real? I'm sure they have some yeah. good some good pilots. I mean, they appear to be holding their own, but who the hell knows? So the ghost of Kiev story was kind of debunked. It's not real. Then you had the Snake Island story. This thing really went viral, and I loved it initially. Um, uh, I forget how many troops were on Ghost Island. Let me, ch- I mean, Snake Island, Ghost Island, Snake Island. <laughs> 13, 13, they call them guards. I think they're like Coast Guard or Border Guards. They're on this island. It's kind of a of empty, just them. You can see the island's got a little fort on it, but that's it. And the Russian warship approaches and tells the 13 guards that they must surrender. And if they don't surrender, they're going to be uh, killed. And famously, the guard, the Ukrainian border guard on the mic, and you can hear it, the video's out there. I mean, it's in whatever Ukrainian, but it's interpreted. And he says, Russian warship, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Now, there were three or four signs that the rally at the protest yesterday that said, Russian warship, go fuck yourself. It's it's gone viral. That and the president, when the U.S. offered to take Zelensky out of the country, take him to Poland, he said, I need ammo. I don't need a ride. There was a lot of that, too. I don't. I need ammo. I don't need a ride. So that president, Zelensky, has become a legend. And uh, I'm learning more about him. Uh, He won Dancing with the Stars in Ukraine. He's a comedian, an actor. But now he's like a national hero because he's not cutting and running. He's staying and fighting. Anyway, the Snake Island story, turns out they didn't get killed. They're not dead. They surrendered. And I know, and I don't blame them. They were outnumbered. They were surely going to be dead. So they said, you know, we give up after saying 
go fuck yourself, which was nice, but then they gave up and surrendered. The good news is they're alive. The bad news is the media, whoever, number of people who are reporting from the ground lied to you. Um, let's get to the KFC tweet. Cause this is KFC from, uh, from Barstool. Um, he tweets and honest to God, uh, Craig, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I, maybe, maybe he, he's, maybe he's joking. I don't even know. Um, maybe he, I don't, I, I, I don't know him. I don't know him. So maybe, maybe he's uh, generally does not want to hear the truth, but uh, let me find him, his um, tweet before I get to my response. Do you have uh, KFC's tweet in front of you? I'm pulling that up right now. <sighs> Let me have one more. Yeah, uh, he was talking about this like all weekend too, and he knew the entire time that it was. It seemed a little suspect, and he just talking about it. Who's he talking about it with? He would, uh, he would be tweeting it out like uh, how badass the ghost of uh, Kiev so, was. So here's what he tweets: This is KFC from Barstool. He writes, "The people who shit on the ghost of Kiev for being a fake story are the worst." How about maybe you just get behind a badass story to support Ukraine rather than priding yourself on being a little Snopesy bitch narc that got 5,700 likes and uh, 250 retweets. That is the dumbest thing. Uh, uh, the dumbest thing I've seen. Uh, it's close. A lot of dumb stuff tweeted about that, but that's pretty dumb. And I obviously mock it. And I say, uh, memo to all the brave war correspondents, stop ruining all of KFC's favorite fairy stories. Can't the boy just believe in ghosts? And I get, I get a lot of blowback from obviously the barstool uh, suck ups. You know, they could do and KF, KFC can do anything and there'll be a, a number of barstool, a number of stoolies that will defend them. I'm not sure how you defend that, but they, lots of people said to me, I could read them. They said, you know, you know, who cares if it's true? It's, uh, it's, it's good for morale. It's good for, uh, um, you know, the, the, the good guys. Here's, here's a guy tweets. Sean says it's called optimism, Jerry, when you need shit to believe in, cause it ain't looking pretty. You grasp at things to give you hope. What <laughs> give you hope. And then one after another saying, you know, why don't, can't you just get going along? Why do you, you know, you, you're jealous. You're jealous of KFC and all this. And I'm going, what the hell is going on? People are asking for made up stories because they're good for morale. Are you, are you serious? I mean, I got to the point where I think Vlad, uh, Klitschko, I think he's probably on the beach in Cabo right now with his machine gun pretending he's in, I'm, 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 I'm starting to doubt everything. You know, I'm starting to doubt whether Zelensky's actually there. That's what happens when you see if, when a few stories get exposed as just made up propaganda. Well, that's what's happening with Zelensky. There's a picture of him from like a couple of years ago wearing fatigue. So everyone's saying, oh, that, right. everyone's saying that it's fake now, even though he's like, he's doing like selfie videos and updating people from the streets. So. And, and, and there's a little girl who takes, who slaps a soldier. Yes. And that was tweeted out and said, Ooh, a little Ukrainian girl slaps a Russian soldier. And then you look around, it's in the desert. You know, I don't think that's what it looks like in Ukraine right now in February. It was from, um, it, it was from the Middle East and it was like, I don't know, six, 10 years old. A lot of this stuff is being debunked in real time. And that's a good thing. I don't care. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to support uh, Ukraine. They're an inspiring people. They're an expiring, you know, the president's inspiring. Klitschko brothers are inspiring. We don't need to make up ghosts of Kiev and, and pretend they're real just so we feel good. I told you I was going to explain why this is, is is dangerous and you should you shouldn't support this kind of propaganda. I supported the, the war in Iraq. I regret it to this day. I'll always regret it. I, I was sucked in by the propaganda. I remember being on the air and talking about it every day on on the evil things Saddam Hussein. We we know he gassed his own people. We know he had uh, you know, the mustard gas and he killed his own people. But there were stories every day about like his sons, Uday and Kuse, whatever, you know, raping girls. There was a story of them putting their uh, opponents in a meat grinder feet first. 
And we talked about that and how awful that was. And there was a story of him putting, you know, his, uh, the, the soccer team lost some world tournament and they came back and they tortured them. I mean, every day there was another story about human rights violations by Saddam Hussein and his sons and his regime and to the point where everybody was just angry and said, let's go get him. Let's go kill him. That's not how this is supposed to work. That's why this is dangerous. These stories are much like the ones we heard 20 years ago about who, uh, Saddam Hussein and his, and his sons and the way they treated people. And it got a visceral reaction, a visceral support for war. And now I realize, you know, I, I don't think we'll ever send troops into Ukraine. But one reason we won't is because of Iraq, because a lot of people are like me and they feel like they got duped. I feel like I got duped. I should have been more skeptical. I should have been, uh, I should have been against this. I see every day you see people like on TV. I see Johnny Joey Jones sitting there with no legs and there are people, you know, maimed, you know, limbless, no legs. And you see them in all those commercials for uh, like tunnels to towers or uh, wounded warriors. That that's what, that's what happened in Iraq. That's what happened. We didn't win over hearts and minds and establish a thriving democracy in the Middle East. That was never going to happen. We were misled. And I'm not talking about WNDs. That clearly, we were lied to by our intelligence agencies. We were led into war under false pretenses. We can never let that happen again. We can't say, oh, isn't that a cool story? The ghost of Kiev shot down 112 Russian jets. Let's get behind them it, to the point where, you know, we're going to send them money. We're going to send them arms. We're going to send them weapons and javelins and planes. And then what? Advisors. You know, we're going to, we're right now, we're training Ukrainian soldiers remotely, according to Lloyd Austin. So we're training them. How is it a bigger stretch that we're going to put boots on the ground and start training them in person? No. And the people who want that to happen, the war machine, you know, the military industrial complex, they're going to tell you stories about ghosts. They can tell you stories about heroes on Snake Island. And they're going to say, we need to help these people. We need to send troops. We need to send, you know, actual men and women, you know, and, and to die for this cause. If that's on the level, I'm fine. Let's have the debate. Let's, let's listen to, you know, the warmongers, the Liz Cheney's, Let's listen to them explain their side, but don't make stuff up to, 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 to win me over. Don't make stuff up to, to get my support. That's why things like this must be debunked. That's why uh, the, the idea that you're going to, you're going to accept this kind of uh, fiction and say, yeah, but it's for a good cause. No, no, that's not how journalism works. Unless you work at the Boston globe, it's not acceptable to make stuff up. You get promoted, you get paid at the Globe, you make stuff up, but, and that's fine. Again, people don't take the Globe seriously. They laugh at it. But people take other news organizations seriously, and they don't expect, you know, fairy tales for the good of the cause. It's just nuts. But Corn Pop uh, was you know, a bad dude. <laughs> What's that? Is the- Corn Pop was a bad dude. Uh, yeah, Corn, of- right, so we're going to get so many lies. Tomorrow night, I am going to get the... Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to get the bell going and there's going to be so many lies. And here's to me what I think everyone should keep in mind as this whole thing unfolds. Do you trust the people making the decisions? Clearly for me, it's a, it's a emphatic. No, I do not trust Joe Biden to do the right thing. I do not trust the Biden regime to have my, our, the United States's, interests in mind. That's not the kind of guy he is. He's, he, he's a liar. He's a, he's a phony. I, I, you, before you make a big decision, go to war or even support a war, you need to trust the people and what they're telling you. Um, and nobody trusts, uh, at least uh, nobody's paying attention, trusts, uh, Joe Biden. Um, or, you know, Kamala Harris, Jesus, can you imagine being led into war by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris at this point? I'm going to find you my favorite tweet about the situation, uh, over the weekend, um, from Johnny Joey Jones, as usual, my favorite, uh, military analyst who's, uh, you know, occasionally on Fox, 
But he explains the problem. Obviously, he has sacrificed a lot. He left, he got his legs blown off in the, in um, Iraq. And he, you know, he struggles with it. If you follow him on Twitter, if you see him on TV. But he writes about how you just, you, you want to trust the people in charge. And you can't, you know, you just can't. It's It's like, yeah, I mean, you, you can't know when you're being told the truth. Um, let me find it. I don't know why I didn't have this ready, but uh, he also tweets about the, you know, the courage of the guys on Snake Island because he believed it. He believed they got blown up and killed and they didn't. Uh, but, uh, you know, he treats, here, here he is, here he is. He says, it's not that I don't empathize with Ukraine or even have an 18-year-old Marine inside me saying, let's go defend these people. I simply don't trust this administration to make good decisions with our blood and treasure. It's about leaders' incompetence, not our people's will. That's what you have to keep in mind. It's not uh, People have the will. People are all on the same side. Like I said, nobody Nobody supports Putin. Nobody. There's no even a fringe. I mean, I was in a rally with probably, I don't know, three, four thousand people. And the weird thing is, we're all, everybody's on the same side. Everybody's condemning this. Everybody's rooting for the Ukrainian people. But do you trust Joe Biden? I mean, when he comes out and talks tomorrow, do you think he has the country's best intentions? If he did, we'd be drilling today. We'd be fracking today. We're not because he doesn't. That's the scary part. But all right, let me do Shay, and then we're going to get to uh, the big news over the weekend for kids. Kids are being allowed to breathe again, you know, because the science has changed. But first, let me tell you about Shea Concrete. You know the deal. Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. You're looking for that spring project, that home improvement project. This is it. People. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town, or at least the talk of the neighborhood. They will remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. When they're done, you have a great-looking new front entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment get this back down the road. That's what kind of, that's the kind of money I like to spend on my house, on my home. When you know, someday you'll get it back. It's not like you're spending it. You're investing it with one phone call. Shay will deliver a turnkey installation experience. And in a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more about Shay's precast concrete steps at shayconcrete.com. Also, Shake Concrete is hiring. They're always hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. It's a great company, great people. This is a place that you could work for the rest of your life. Let me tell you, all you got to do is pass a drug test. All right, big news. Children will be allowed to breathe again in many, most big cities. There is nothing to me, and I said this about Mitt Romney, more cowardice, more cowardly, I should say, than leaders, mayors, governors now looking around and saying, you know, is all the other cities dropping the man mask, mask mandates or the vax mandates? You know, I will too. It was never based on science. We know that. We've known that for a year and a half, close to two years. We've known masks don't stop the virus. We have the data. They certainly aren't necessary on children. Children aren't affected by COVID. They're not killed by COVID. They're not hospitalized by COVID. We knew it. We allowed our elected leaders, our politicians, our educators to abuse children. And people think that's hyperbole. It is not. We've gone over this before. Kids aren't learning how to speak. Kids aren't, can't see their friends' faces. They can't see their teachers' faces. It affects their breathing, affects their speech, it affects their development. And we allowed virtue signaling a-holes to do this to kids to make adults, neurotic, paranoid adults, feel better. That's the only reason. Now, I was tweeting about this over the weekend because there was some uh, report uh, stories about the winter track races, you know, winter track events. And I'm looking at the sprinter and there was a sprinter who like set a record and he won the, 
first prize in, in Massachusetts or, and he's wearing a friggin' mask. He's a sprinter. He's like 16, 17 years old and some virtue signaling a-hole teacher, superintendent, principal, whatever made this child gag himself while he's running sprints. And I looked and I see basketball players are allowed to put the mask like under their chin and I guess only put it up during timeouts or free throws and hockey players at some places are still wearing masks under their masks. And in, and some fans are wearing masks. Some aren't, some coaches are wearing them. Some aren't. It's absolute madness that we allowed this to happen. Now I've spent enough time on these gutless cowards in, 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 you know, in off in blue States governors, mayors like Charlie Baker, who, who's, who, wouldn't let the kids breathe until, you know, like 20 other states did it. He knew there was no science. He knew it had nothing to do with protecting anybody from anything. There's no public health purpose to this. Everyone knows it, and we allowed it to happen anyway. And it amazes me. I tweet about this and immediately get this reaction. People say, oh, kids don't mind. Really? Kids don't mind being gagged? Where'd you get that idea? They're going to be... Uh, they made it optional in D.C. just on time for the State of the Union because Biden didn't want a whole uh, the whole room full of double masked Congress people and senators and and you know everyone else Supreme Court justices and cabinet members and Pelosi behind him and he didn't want that look it was a bad look so strictly because of optics after two years we're allowing children to breathe I think. My idea would be every Republican senator should double mask, get one of those plastic things that go over your face and maybe even a spacesuit. show up for the State of the Union and say, this is what you made our children do for two years. We're going to do it for one more night. Hit the bubble don't boy give costume. Them, don't give him the, the visual. Don't give him the optic of, of everybody unmasked because you know what he's going to do? It's going to be nauseating. Mm. He's going to take credit for ending the virus after so many more people died on his watch than on Trump's after everything they did was, was a mistake. Joe Biden is going to take a bow and say, we beat COVID time to get back to, you know, back to your life. That is going to be absolutely nauseating. And the media will let him do it. Of course, that's their, uh, you know, that's their job to sit there and help their guy help Joe Biden with the, uh, you know, with the messaging. And again, we've talked about this many times. He will, if he gets through it without his teeth, without, you know, literally wetting his pants or wandering off into traffic, they will say he was magnificent. What a, what a speech. And they'll say, you know, he took credit for ending COVID and standing up to Putin. Those are going to be the two messages and they're both going to be lies. It's, 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 it just amazes me that we're still doing still. I mean, I went uh, into a grocery store the other night. I forgot my mask. I asked when I walked in, I said, do you have any masks? And they said, no. Uh, And I said, do we need a mask? Oh, absolutely. I'm going, really? You know what I did? I shopped. I went and shopped with no mask. I said, well, see what they do. Nobody said a word. Everybody knows it's over. Everyone knows it's silly. Even the real Karens, the real mask fanatics feel like it's over and their whole you know, their point of living, their whole identity is re- gone. The whole reason for living <laughs> yeah. is gone. Yeah. That, that is literally why I, I still see when I'm out here in Boston, you know, people masked up outside and it, it has nothing to do. It's just, they want to show you that they conformed, that they complied, that they submitted for the last two years. And that made them feel good. Look at me. I'm doing what I'm told. I'm doing what Fauci tells me to do. And they don't want it to end. They want to continue to be that guy, that woman, that person who is doing what he's told. Look at me. I'm doing what I'm told. If you ever ask them, have you read any of the latest, you know, the data, have you seen the comparisons to places with no masks, with places with mask mandates? Have you seen the comparisons, New York to Florida? And they'll be like, no, it, there's just no evidence. It works. No evidence that it helps. Everybody knows it and they continue to do it. It just, I guess they should be happy. It's over. You know, it's over. We won. We were right. They were wrong. But watching Biden tomorrow night take credit for anything to do with COVID after his disastrous last 14 months is going to be sickening. 
I'm not sure I can handle it, but I'll be watching. We'll be watching. We'll be breaking down and analyzing it. But yeah, Wednesday's going to be must listen, I think. Oh, God, is it going to be <laughs> nauseating? Oh, and I hope he falls on his face. I hope this it's a total disaster. I hope he can't read the teleprompter, but you know, he'll be whatever, a couple shots of B12 and every other drug they can pump him and he'll just be, just read the words on the screen and walk off the, and wave and walk off the stage. My prediction, get, yeah, my prediction is at one point in the speech, he's going to be talking about Putin, but he's going to say Trump. That'll yeah, be, that'll be good, my guess. That's a good prediction. Right. It'll be about Trump, Trump who's been gone right. for more than a year, but right. these people just can't get over him. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know about you, but anytime I tweet anything about Biden, the first 10 responses are, Trump, what about Trump? Don't forget Trump. And yeah. you go, what? Do we used to do this when, you know, when Trump took over after Obama? Did we make everything about Obama? Did we, you know, when Bush won, did we make everything about Clinton? It's just the people, they have no alternative because Biden is such a disaster that they just can't <clears throat> defend him on his own merits. They can do nothing but say, what about Trump? It's just so tedious and tiresome. And I don't know if they're going to do it for three more years, but I don't think that uh, that argument works any longer, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how he does. We'll see how Joe does. Um, I, I guess he's going to have to come back to Washington from the beach house, I guess, unless you can do the state of the union from the beach house. He would, if he could, but I guess, uh, you know, We got World War. We got State of the Unions. I guess he has to come back to work. You know, tough job. Important things. We should uh, leave it there. Ironhead. Anything else? I got so much stuff on my uh, on my list here. You know what we got in the United States? We have five hundred trillion gallons of natural gas, or meters, or liters of five hundred trillion. We have enough natural gas to heat heat the country for the rest of time, but environmentalists won't let us tap it. That is just so obscene. People are going to die because environmentalists don't want us to go into the ground and take natural gas, which is God's gift to mankind to take it out, use it, sell it, uh, fuel our, our, our economy with it. They don't want us to touch it. Instead, we must buy, we must buy uh, oil from Russia, but uh, where are all these people? Oh Yeah. Uh, Texter says he's going to the Toto Journey concert at the Garden tonight. No Vax card required, but you still have to mask, like for one more day, right? It's, it's, yeah. Is there anything dumber than dropping a mask mandate and saying we're going to do it two weeks from Wednesday? And you go, wait a second, why not today? Why not now? What's the difference? They did it in New York. I think it's March 7th. So they got to go another week where children have to go through this theater of wrapping some dirty piece of cloth around their mouth, but in a week, they're good. The only way to drop a mask mandate is saying, right now, it's over and done with. And by the way, the mayor, Mayor Wu, the biggest mask fanatic in the country, she was at the rally yesterday for Ukraine. I didn't see her, but she was there with me and, you know, fighting the good fight. No mask. Her kids were there. No masks. I mean... I, I'll probably be dead in a matter of days because I was right near them, her maskless children. But what, what's the logic? You you go everywhere. You went out to lunch, you, you know, without a mask. And now you make a kid going to school today wear a mask. It just, it's so tedious and tiresome. I'm so done with these people. I hate them all that we should remember what they did to kids. Just remember it forever. Not that it matters. This is Massachusetts. We like to vote for authoritarian lunatics, but the rest of the country, I hope they remember the, the mask stance that every politician had because these lunatics did a lot of damage. But, all right, we will leave it there, Ironhead. We got a meeting. We got a big meeting to get to. And uh, we got, when we can come back. We'll be back tomorrow. Did, did I leave anything out? Anything really important? Oh, there's so much. I'm sure we did. <laughs> well, we had the we had the sound and the ghost. Uh, the ghost. We'll, I want you to do that. Keep track. Keep looking for. Uh, Keep looking for made-up fairy stories. Maybe we can send them to KFC and, uh, and uh, you know, to keep his spirits up when we get, you know, <laughs> when we find out, you know, that uh, whatever, the, the, the mayor of uh, Kiev is fighting with both his legs blown off and one of his arms and he won't stop. And wouldn't it be the greatest ever to find out that Klitschko was in hand-to-hand combat with a Russian? I would love that. <laughs> killed him with his bare hands. That would be the greatest war story ever. Yep. You know what? We should just make that up right now. See how far I, I swear we can to get God, it. I saw a video. 
Klitschko, he took on 17 Russian soldiers, beat them all to death with his bare hands. It was amazing. What an inspiration, you know, forever, Ukraine forever. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to put change their our logo, make it blue and yellow like Ukraine. Could you do that for me? Yes. I can get that. Excellent. Excellent. All right. We will leave it there for today. Thank you to everybody for watching and listening and for texting and distracting Ironhead. I appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan show and we will do it again tomorrow. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.